0: Monday to you and welcome back to the Drivecast. My name is Dean. I'm the lead pastor here at LifePoint to do the majority of teaching um, at our Lewis Center campus. And this past week in Revelation 19, uh, we really focused on this contrast that exists there between two feasts, two meals. One is a meal for the great prostitute that Chad introduced us to two Sundays ago, which is representative of Babylon and the, the world systems. You know, there's this kind of unholy trinity in the revelation, the dragon, the beast, uh, and the prostitute, and um, in that we see their action, this human power and pride play that goes on, not just in Babylon, a country which, by the time the revelation was written, was completely, you know, irrelevant on the world stage, but rather Babylon was representative of a mindset and a mentality that uh, that is part of nation states. It's part of uh, leaders who lead uh, without God's humility at the forefront of their lives. It's part of um, the sinful nature that Adam and Eve released into this world that we all deal with, even personally, to to this very day. So the battle that we see there, the two battles, you have the Feast of the Birds and you have the Feast of the Bride. The Feast of the Birds really brings closure. It brings an end. To Armageddon and Jesus, who comes riding on a white horse with a sword coming out of his mouth, with fiery eyes and a tattoo on his leg, the one who is faithful and true is coming to bring an end to all evil and to justice. And there's this contrast in this chapter between beauty and brutality, and um, certainly what we see in the Feast of the Birds uh, is brutality, and that's what we've witnessed really over the past nine. Uh, Or so days in the Middle East and the terrorism that we've seen exacted by uh, Hamas uh, in the Middle East. And we are certainly prayerful for all of those who've experienced terror. We're prayerful for the 30,000 or so of our own American troops who are there. We're prayerful for the 10 to 15 chaplains from our own network who are there ministering to soldiers in the middle of this crisis. We are prayerful for our friends and family who are asking questions during this time about what's gonna happen and is this part of prophecy and the opportunities that we will have to share the gospel um, because of this as we watch God do what only, uh, what only God can do, shine light um, into darkness. Uh, but maybe the more compelling picture in the chapter is the Feast of the Bride, um, the bride who has been made ready um, for her wedding day, and you know, we said that you can kind of tell history in this movement of these meals. Right, the first meal was the Garden of Eden, where Adam and Eve chose to eat the fruit of the tree. That shortcut to what they believed was um, was becoming like God. They ate of that meal, and it forever changed humanity. That uh, that shortcut meal that they that they partook of it passed sin and death on to all of us. But then there's another meal. You know, Satan offers that same shortcut meal to Jesus after he's been fasting for 40 days. But Jesus refuses. Instead, Jesus offers this meal to his disciples, this servant-driven meal where he washes their feet. And it's a meal. Uh, The basis of that is the Passover. But it's a new meal. It commemorates a new covenant that um, that calls us to repent towards the blood and the body of our Savior. But all of that leads us to uh, this ultimate meal, the marriage supper of the Lamb, that Jesus's bride, His church, has been made ready through the responsiveness, through our responsiveness, through your personal responsiveness to the Holy Spirit's work in your life. Instead of having a spirit of criticism, you choose to encourage uh, others instead of allowing egotism to run rampant in your life and pride. You choose to humble uh, yourself when wronged. Instead of retaliating and seeking revenge, you entrust people into the hands of the one, the scriptures say, who judges righteously. And through that, and in that, you are preparing the bride. You are preparing your own part of the bride, uh, your own heart. So Jesus says, hey, Watch, therefore, and be ready. Matthew chapter 25, verse 12. For you do not know when, right? That's what he, man, that parable of the 10 bridesmaids, there were five ready and there were five who weren't. And um, man, we want to be ready people. Uh, ready for the return, looking for the return, hoping for the return of Jesus to come. We pray with the end of Revelation, even so come quickly, Lord Jesus. Understanding then that communion is, really is just a dress rehearsal for eternity. Paul said um, that we show the Lord's death until he comes. Jesus said, henceforth, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine until I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. All of these are echoes of hope. This invitation that Jesus gives to the churches in the beginning of the book of Revelation, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone would open the door, I will come in and have fellowship with him and he with me. I want to pray us into that invitation today, and then you take the opportunity to pray. Uh, Jesus, as figuratively, maybe as illustrative uh, of this uh, passage, this proposal in Revelation, today we want to say that we're opening the door. We're inviting you in. Today, we want to walk with you. We want to fight against the principalities and the powers of darkness in the world and the ones that are at work in our own hearts. We don't want to seek vengeance. We want to, we want to trust you. We don't want to be um, the kinds of people who criticize God. Rather, we want to be the kinds of people um, who encourage. We want to be the kinds of people who love instead of taking advantage. And uh, to do that, God, we know that in all things, you must have the preeminence. And so we're saying to you first today, God, that we want you to have first place. We want to walk with you, respond to you, love you all day today. Please, God, help us do that. Now you take the opportunity to pray.